Alvin and the Chipmunks. He's Alvin. He's a chipmunk. Chipmunks. They're all chipmunks, <laughs> including Alvin. It's kind of weird to say that it's <laughs> Alvin and the Chipmunk. Yeah, he's the leader of the Chipmunks. That's why he's got the letter on his shirt. Why is it like you know? He's got the tood. He's got the most developed character. Did they always sing? Was this a big thing? What do you mean? Did, did like in, in like it's an older show? It was an older cartoon. Did they always sing? They okay. See, I'm just right off the bat, I'm it. asking a question. We watched Alvin and the Chipmunks, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah, we watched Alvin and the Chipmunks, 2007 um, classic. Okay. Apparently, are you are you genuinely asking me about the history of Alvin and the Chipmunks? I've, the only media I can recall watching of Alvin and the Chipmunks is the Halloween Frankenstein special from like the 1998. Yes, uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks meet Frankenstein. I had that on VHS. Same here. That's well the as, only one I remember as, watching. Yeah. As well as Alvin and the Chipmunks meets the Wolfman. Absolutely oh, slapped Theodore Turner. Yes, to a okay, werewolf. I remember that one too. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. So good. And my favorite of all of them, actually, it's a close favorite, I think, tied with the Wolfman, but the Chipmunk Adventure, where they go in a hot, they're like, them and the chipettes they are in competing hot air balloons i don't know why they're competing <laughs> but they're competing for money i think and they go around the world and then they're like racing each other around the world oh my gosh it's great i loved it as a kid i loved the chipettes it was so very 80s um anyway but do so they Alvin sing the though do they always they always sing always sing i didn't remember CJ, that they st- they didn't even start out as a show they didn't start out as a comic they started out as a novelty song they started out as a novelty song. Yes. Elaborate, So, please. that song. Okay. So, that song, that's like, Christmas, Christmas time is here. Yeah. Time for that one. That started out in the 60s. There was a man. His name was Ross Bagdasarian Sr. Uh, otherwise known as his stage name, Dave Seville, who would make, like, who, would, who was a songwriter, and he would write songs for, like, singers like dean martin and shit and he also wrote jingles and he wrote that song witch doctor first and then he was just kind of like messing around yeah he was the original writer and singer of witch doctor which i found out today wow (laughs) um i thought he just covered it as a chipmunks i thought that was just a cover but no that's a that's a real song well i guess as real as a gimmick song could be but then one day he's just he bought a tape recorder and he's messing around with it and speeding up his his voice and slowing it down and decided to make a gimmick song about chipmunks singing Christmas tunes and then it took off like at like absolutely crazy and then he had several albums and like singles and they made like a ton of money on that and then they had like a comic book a comic book or like some sort of yeah some sort of comics or maybe like comic strips or something about alvin and the chipmunks and their shenanigans and then um they made a ton of uh albums and whatever and then unfortunately ross bagdasarian senior passes away then in the 70s his son ross bagdasarian jr is like i love my dad and i love the chipmunks and i love their legacy i'm going to continue it and then he has been the voice of alvin and the chipmunks and dave since the 70s and then that's why we have cartoons and movies and shows and more albums and live action movies i'm learning so So they've always saying singing is is the core of the chipmunks and then everything they were a song before anything else that is wild they were a song i would have never thought that even people 
they weren't even characters yet. They were just a song. Just just a man dicking around with a, a cassette. Just a man fucking around with a tape player in the 60s. Wow. Actually, in the 50s. In the 50s. Huh. I mean, that gives it, mm-hmm. that definitely gives it a little bit more charm to it. A likability yes. to the brand, I guess, of Alvin the Chipmunks. But th- that's not going to yes. save it from me saying that the 2007 movie Alvin the Chipmunks was poo-poo. Oh, no, not good. I didn't enjoy it. So not good. I didn't. And I I liked it when I was a kid. I did not see it. Well, not a Definitely kid. not. Oh, I saw Alvin and the Chipmunks, Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakle, and Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chipwrecked. I did not see The Road Chip. There's four movies? There's four I didn't even know there was four of them. All, CJ, all of them have been box office smashes, and none of them have been critical hits. Wow. <laughs> none of them have hit, I think, more than 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, maybe 23. That's That's real American movie movie business for that's, you. That's that's Hollywood yeah. for you, baby. You got to just get if the it kids makes to money, drag the parents in. If it makes money and then and then David I'm uh, not David uh, uh Jason Lee, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He didn't even return after the first movie. He's like, I've had enough. I'm going back to Scientology, I suppose. Um and then Zachary Levi took over for him and now Zachary Levi's Shazam. So Jason Lee was Dave, right? So the main character, the main human character was not even in the rest of the movies? No. No. Wait, so did they just like write the character Dave off or just had a new face? They just recasted him as Zachary Levi. Absolutely hilarious. I love when they do that. Absolutely. Especially with kids' movies, because they're like, they're not gonna know. Yep. Well, truthfully, I totally forgot. There you go. And then I was like, oh yeah. They they it was Zachary Levi on the Squeakwall. They and tricked I'm assuming you. Chipwrecked. Big, big Hollywood tricked you chip. with their chipmunk movie. Big Hollywood tricked me. Also, in the second and third and fourth movie, well, I don't know about the fourth movie. Can't speak on the road chip, <laughs> but the Squeakwall and the and Chipwrecked, really great puns by the way, all involved the chipettes. Hmm. I, I can see how anyone that is a child that goes to watch this PG movie will have a good time. Anyone that is not a child, I can very understandably see not enjoying this movie. No. And I like, there. there is like one YouTube video that I watched in prep for this by a YouTuber that I quite like. And he was like, no, this movie is delightful. And I'm like... Did we watch the same movie? Because this movie was only a hundred, I think only an hour and 20 minutes, and it felt very long. So it, it has its moments, right? The, the plot and the writing, it's, it's, it's there, especially for a kid's mm-hmm. movie. But the major blockage for me, the, the road block is... The road chip? Yeah, yeah. It are the chipmunks themselves, <laughs> just as a core, as a character. They look bad in their 2007 animation, and they sound so annoying. So well, that's the whole point of the chipmunks. And that's the whole point, which kind of just annoying. makes it, like, unredeemable in my eyes, you know? See, I can get past the voices, because I know that's what they are. That's what they are, and they're high-pitched, and that's the whole thing about the chipmunks. But I feel like they're the main characters of the movie, and they are so underdeveloped. And it's like the human characters have more to do. And I understand it's like an origin story, so like yeah. Dave should have something too. But like, I just it feel did like seem it like was it was Dave. only Dave. It was Dave and David Cross. Thank God he's here. Thank but God. Dave and David Cross, and then. By the way, there's also animated talking chipmunks in the background. I, you're right. And I, there, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, like think it's. A, I'm trying yeah. to think of any any kids movies off my off the back that star a an adult as a main character because this one is obviously like you you'd think it'd be the chipmunks, but they're the ones that are not changing for the better for the movie. They're the ones that are not like going on an adventure, risking peril. They're the ones being saved no. by David. David's the one who changes yeah. and becomes a family man. 
Dave's, yeah, exactly. It's like Dave's story and the chipmunks are the plot devices, which like I didn't really understand. And there were some things that I thought were kind of, I guess, like, I guess it's kind of of character development, but I don't know. I guess it kind of made me feel a little sad. But like at one point, like, it's like the first time that Dave is meeting the chipmunks. It's their first night at Dave's house. And they're all like, you know, playing and whatever. And he says something along the lines of like, like, what's wrong with you guys? And Simon says, well, we're kids, Dave. And I was like, yeah, they are kids. And like, you don't, I feel sad for them. <laughs> like, cause they're just, they have no development. So like, they're just kind of like, blank slate children that are being passed around between terrible adults and they get nothing i felt so sad for them all the time all the while just being exploited for their sickening capabilities literally the whole movie's about child exploitation yeah like what the fuck and like they're trying being a kid in hollywood i'm sure is a nightmare to begin with like i'm sure that it's like there's it's a much more nuanced thing. But you have the one side, which is David Cross. Again, thank God he's in this movie. He's a blessing. But, like, he's the one far end of the spectrum where, like, he's like, you can be rock stars and you guys can do whatever you want and you can have fun, but also I'm going to work you guys to the bone. But then there's Dave, which is, like, the other extreme of the spectrum where he's like, I'm going to be extremely protective some of it's warranted but like i'm gonna be extremely protective i'm not gonna let you see any of the money that you have which gave me like uh gary coleman vibes not gonna lie (laughs) um like you're not gonna see any of the money i'm i don't understand how children work so i'm gonna give them savings bond savings bonds for christmas which like dude they're three kids that told you that they've never had a christmas such a cop-out move i know I I understand that you're a man who have who has been suddenly burdened with children that you were not prepared for, but like any human being understands that kids don't want just savings bonds. He even wrote okay okay no 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 he even wrote a song about what the chipmunks want for Christmas. Oh my god! And I know. You don't I think that think maybe that. maybe he would think like oh maybe I should give Alvin that hula hoop he's been singing about for mm-hmm. literally fucking weeks. Maybe I should get that airplane to do the loop-de-loop to Simon or Theodore, whichever I didn't one. Even think about that. <laughs> no, he doesn't give them that. Why would that. he? He gives them a savings bond. He gives them a fucking savings bond. You have a whole. You wrote them a whole song about what they want for Christmas, and then you want them singing. It, it was a gesture, and it was a deliberate act on David's uh, side to separate Dave to sucks. Dave's side to separate the fact that these are not his kids, and these are these are a workplace relationship they have going on, even though it clearly wasn't. It's clearly not. And again, I know that they're chipmunks, but again, they clearly, the chipmunks themselves say, we are kids. And at no point until the very end does it really occur to Dave like, oh yeah, these are children that I'm taking care of and not a casual workplace relationship friend kind of deal. They are babies that you have to now take care of. We also are are placed in this world, this universe the movie takes place in, where us as the viewers, we have no clue where, like, the rules or the laws go by in just terms of reality. Because it's a cartoon, right? It's silly. It's a kid's yes. movie. Yeah. You bend the rules of reality to fit it, and it's funny. But you need just mm-hmm. a little bit of structure to put some framing into it. Like, they, they said that uh, the, the chipmunks were in the forest, and they came to this house through the Christmas tree and the bag of muffins, or the basket of muffins. And so when yeah. Dave first sees them, he freaks out. He's like, oh, God, talking mm-hmm. chipmunks, this is crazy. Kicks them out of the house. Once they're of use, once they start singing, and, and David Cross gets a hold of them, just like yeah. that. Everyone's okay with talking chipmunks in the media. They're Everybody now pop stars. Is so cool. Like, oh my god. That's the thing. Like, Jason Lee freaks out. Dave freaks out, and he's like, "Oh my god, you guys are." Or there's actually like a slightly funny line where he's they're like, "We're talking chipmunks," and he's like, "I know," and it's like you know, creepy and uncomfortable and slightly evil. And I'm like, that's kind of funny. 
But then, and then he takes the chipmunks to David Cross the first time. And he's like, I got singing chipmunks. And David Cross is like, this is really weird, Dave. Like, why are you running around pretending that these chipmunks can sing? Because chipmunks can't sing. But then, like, it ends up not working out. And the chipmunks feel bad. So then they take it upon themselves to go to David Cross's house to sing for him. And David Cross just sees dollar signs. I get it. Like, he's consumed by greed. But nobody in the general population. I think the girlfriend freaks out quickly. But but then once she sees them, she's like, oh, okay, yeah, they exist. Now I accept yeah, them Yeah, okay, it's totally chill. Could you imagine, towards the end of this movie, I started, like, thinking about, just, like, going on tangents of things. But, like... Could you imagine being hired as a backup dancer and or singer to three adolescent singing chipmunks? Like, could you fucking imagine? Oh, God, how demeaning it would be. Because I'm watching this. First of all, these chipmunks are singing these outlandish hip-hop songs that were bad for 2007 and have aged even worse. And there's, like, these grown-ass men like popping and locking in the background (laughs) like could you imagine and then like these three adult women that probably have like you know spouses and maybe kids like i i it gives energy of like those dora the explorer shows like dora the explorer live Mm -hmm. on stage yeah or like Pokemon live on Any stage, on which ice I think show. I actually saw. Any on ice show. It's like That's I get so it. You're getting a paycheck, about. but this is weird. And then wait, even better is that at the climax of the movie, they're playing the Orpheum in L.A. It's invitation only, and it's filled with a ton of partying adults. Like it's all grown adults that are like, yeah, the chip. Like <laughs> what on earth? It wouldn't be more believable if it would be more believable if the whole thing was that David Cross is exploiting both his children talent and his children audience. Yeah, like kids and that bop. was the whole thing. If it was more like, like kids, kids bop. bop, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like you're exploiting the kids and you're exploiting the chipmunks. You're, and it makes you an even worse man because you are now exploiting children it's not even you're just exploiting adults you're now exploiting children and then i would get it i'd be like of course all these people are fucking hype about the chipmunks because they're all children and this is very cool to kids but it's a it's a theater full of grown adults in gala wear like what what on earth yeah i mean it's it's crazy and that's the show. That's the movie, right? Like that's the, the movie. The reality it's so and, and nuts. reasoning is very loose. It's a kids' movie. It's supposed to be. But if you just, it, it, it's fun to just put on just a little bit of critical thinking and, and see all of these like blips, red lights, as you see all the different errors and questions that we'll point out to you. You can't think. You can't think too hard about this movie because then it makes you really question. Why? Something that really bugged me was that they 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 start off in the woods, right? And they're naked. They're mm-hmm. chipmunks. They don't have clothing. That's fine. That's fine. As chipmunks are. They'll get their clothing. But before they get their clothing, the next morning, just all of a sudden, uh, Dave finds out that uh, Simon can't see. And so he just takes yes. plastic glasses off from a Santa statue he had in his kitchen and put, puts the plastic glasses on his face. And now he can see. Like, those were prescription, bud! <laughs> I was gonna say, are are we insinuating that the plastic glasses on the plastic Santa Claus statue were prescription glasses? Absolutely And then not. David Cross later gives Simon, like, modern glasses. And he's like, I can't see out of these. And I'm like... But you could see out of the Santa Claus plastic glasses? I need you need to get your eyes checked, buddy. I don't really know. I also love that this is like a loose Christmas movie cuz the thing is you can't have a chipmunk's origin story movie without the Christmas song. But like aside from that, they really and they aside aside from it. that and aside from the fa- yeah, aside from the fact that the boy that the chipmunks really 
loved Christmas and wanted to have their own Christmas, it really was just shoved to the side. It was an absolute afterthought. They could not care less about this Christmas plot. Mm -hmm. It could have been the entirety all just Christmas. It could have been just like a strictly Christmas movie. But they they really did squeeze that into like the first half and second half moved on to the whole like like, show business world tour preparation. Yeah. I was... It was something. I remember hearing just their their music in like mall radio stations right like you walk through malls and just hear their high-pitched voices and you just like you look at the store manager or like the associates working at the damn jc pennies and they're crying (laughs) like they're not happy about it used to play it when i worked in retail i don't know i guess i don't mind it too much i think you've been you're really you've drank in the chipmunk juice too much you've been indoctrinated i guess so i guess so because i really liked out on the chipmunks when i was a kid my grandpa had uh he didn't have the original album but he had like a chipmunks christmas which like was from the 70s or something that like he used to play when we were kids so like i guess i have fond memories and i can kind of look past the high-pitched voices now those youtube videos where people way back in the day like in old youtube where it was a huge trend to just take any song and and pitch it up and call it chipmunks cover xyz that was annoying and never worked for me but these i don't mind that being said the music choices in this movie are horrible i hate the song bad day i've never liked that song and now you've made it worse i don't remember the other songs they weren't i just want to i want to envision like the physical movie soundtrack cd and look at the back of the case to see like how it is literally going to be half christmas songs and half early 2000s hip-hop like what a blend they got there for a I soundtrack. have so much to say about this soundtrack. Say um it. first of say all it. I have so first of all, I don't know where to begin. Well, alright. So four of the songs in the soundtrack charted in the Billboard Hot One Hundred. As the Alvin <laughs> As the album. It oh. was the first time since nineteen sixty that they were on the Billboard Top One Hundred. The last time was a song called Alvin for President, and it only hit ninety-five. So and this is solely from because it was it never had any airtime. It was solely from digital downloads. Six number sixty-two is Witch Doctor. Number sixty-six, Christmas Don't Be Late. Number sixty-seven fucking bad day and number 86 funky town funky town is a great song no matter who sings it first and foremost but oh my god the fact that bad day charted over funky town it gotta be just kids right it gotta be just kids it has to be just kids and again back in the day chipmunk covers on youtube were really big and you could upload whatever the fuck you wanted onto YouTube in 2007. Which, funny enough, there's actually a reference to YouTube in this movie, which really made, really didn't um, count for anything. Because I, if they were, I don't know, I feel like this was written by people that didn't fully understand, like, the impact that YouTube could have had. Because it is, it was probably written in, like, 2005, 2006, when, like, YouTube was still a new thing. But at one point... David Cross says they got over 10 million hits on YouTube, which is a lot considering it's 2007 and that was one day. Oh, yeah. But, like, I feel like if this was written for, like, even 10 years ago, it would be like, oh, they went viral on YouTube first as, like, crazy singing chipmunks. Justin Bieber style. And that's how they got popular. Justin Bieber style. Exactly. I actually... This brings up, speaking of YouTube, I wanted to have like a quick little discussion, like a seminar, see how you think. Okay. You don't have to agree either way. But I had this thought like towards the end of the movie. And this is the thought. If Alvin and the Chipmunks were real, I feel like it would be more of like a Jake Paul and Team 10 situation thoughts 
I, I, uh, before I even, th- uh, I need you to elaborate a little bit more. Like you're, you'd say that instead of being big pop stars, they would have a multi-million yes. subscriber YouTube saying... channel and just be like yes. vloggers. Yeah, and I'm not saying real, like real life. I don't think that's what I mean. I mean, like, if Alvin and the Chipmunks didn't have a long history of, like, you know, being a gimmick song from the 50s and 60s, and, like, somebody just thought it up, and they're like, what about a storyline about talking chipmunks and their two crazy brothers? I feel like they would write, like, it would be, like, a hype house situation. Like, that would be what they write. And Alvin is the Jake Paul of the group. Alexa, I will I will take Hype House and I will raise you. I think instead of Hype House, it would be more like a Ryan's Toys situation. Interesting. Elaborate. It goes hand in hand with the exploitation of children uh, working. Hmm. Uh, the media will be all over it. The kids will buy all the chipmunk products just like with the Ryan's Toys. And mm-hmm. it's more of a them-centric vlogging. Because they are still children, where they just post whatever they, they want on YouTube, it gets multi, multi million views a pop. True. Ad revenue. They you can know do what this it is? music on the side. True. You know what it is? Because you're think you're coming at it at a I've only seen Alvin and the Chipmunks one where they very clearly state that they are children and okay. they act like little kids and they can't read. Ah, or they can't read or write particularly well. I am coming from a standpoint where I have seen two out of the three sequels in which, for some reason, they are sent to high school in the second Do they go through chipmunk puberty? This is the thing. They don't. They're not clear. It's not clear. Do the, do the female How, chipmunks First of all, it's boobs. not clear. Uh, yeah, slightly. Like anthropomorphic style? They are a more curvaceous chipmunk, yes. Okay. And this is the the thing. We don't touch upon how the chipmunks age. Like, do they age like real children? Or do they age like chipmunks where they will be dead in a few Mm -hmm. years? You know? Like, so I, I just don't know. But in the second movie, they are in high school. And then I feel like in the cartoons i'm not saying they were in high school but they were definitely not little kids either so i think that's like why i'm coming at it at like a jake paul kind of i can only envision them as as little kids especially theodore as little kids which is why i think that your your standpoint is very interesting maybe they start out as a ryan's toys and as the years go by with youtube they they click into the algorithm and then really go into that high They grow house. with YouTube. They, they grab they the skunk from over the hedge, you know. They grab the raccoon yeah. from Pocahontas. They all have a, a house together now. It's called yes. Animal House. Animal mm-hmm. House! Yeah. That's really good. That's really good. I guess Alvin gives me, like, big Jake Paul energy. Alvin is a piece is of shit. I, kind of... I will say that. Oh, he's a t- shithead he's a in every single... Every single iteration, he always sucks. I feel like... He's never cool. I feel like (laughs) when dealing with children, you can immediately get a sense what kind of boy a child is by asking them who is their favorite chipmunk. If they say Alvin, you know he's a fucking Chad in the making. Piece of shit kid. If, If they say Simon, he's a fucking nerd, but respect. Theodore? <laughs> that man wishes he was still latched to his mama. Oh, man. Oh, mommy's boy. I can't believe we're insulting. <laughs> we're insulting chipmunk fan. I feel like this is like one of those TikToks that's like what your favorite chipmunk yeah, says about yeah. you. <laughs> Dude, am I wrong, though? Like, I, I from from I your expanded uh, uh, mindset. I feel like, Theodore, you're sensitive. I don't think you're attached to your mother. I think you're just a sensitive young man. Okay. <laughs> um, and I feel like if your favorite is Simon, like, you have, like, a lot of, like, repressed sexuality. <laughs> and if your favorite is Alvin, you're a piece of shit kid. <laughs> Here I am. I was just about to say, by the way, my favorite was Simon. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> not fucking that. Alvin. I'll tell you that much. Oh, it's fuck no, that. No, no, mine is Theodore. But mm-hmm. yeah. There you go. <laughs> no. Do you think? Are do you think the furries are into the gym? Again, I don't even want to think about it because I can only vision them as, <laughs> as children, as tiny children. Yeah, this is true. But this I can only true. imagine that, I, yeah, if, if it got fur, then she a thought. If it got fur, yeah. If, <laughs> if it got fur, she a thought. Mamma mia. Here I go again. <sighs> Alexa. Oh, this movie. Can I, can I step Can I? have you step aside for a moment and we can uh take a look at the one star amazon reviews please i need to i need some time to think it's now time for some one star amazon reviews take it away cj should we pitch up One star Amazon review. I could. I could. 100%. I could do the same with Gina. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I think I have four for you. Are you ready? Oh, God. Four? Yeah, let's do it. Here. Let's get into some chipmunk slander. Here are some one star Amazon reviews. This comes from way back to 2009 with M.M. Jones. One star titles it Pure Trash. Here's the review. (laughs) i saw this in the theater and hated it i was almost sick the only part of it that did make sense was they were actually chipmunk size while in the cartoon they're about the size of seven to eight year old kids still modernizing the costumes i can see plausible but removing the aspect of alvin's signature red ball cap all three have sassy attitudes don't seem to mind giving dave grief and trouble are self-centered and don't have that looking out for each other bond that made them endearing on TV. Not to mention a lot of the bathroom humor and sexual jokes. Like I said, trash. I would not recommend this to anyone. What? Didn't he have a ball cap at one point? Uh, like maybe like for like a, a montage clip, but not really at all not enough for this guy no clearly i guarantee it's because they were having trouble animating him with a hat Mm, probably makes sense they're really struggling with the hat (laughs) this one comes from 2015 by k garvey one star review titled it hate here's the review hate hate these little singing rats wish they'd all die Thanks, Kay Garvey. Signed. Very, very positive signed review. David Cross. <laughs> <laughs> we have another review uh, from 2019 from Laura. Laura gave a one-star review entitled it, God is Dead and These Little Rats Killed Him. Here's the review. God, the money I would pay to see Alvin and his little bastard friends get hit by Steamroller. That would be most exhilarating. Jeez. To see the light drain from their stupid little <laughs> raccoon eyes. I fucking hate this movie. I hate, 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 I hate it. Hagen? Hagen? Yeah, it ends with H-A-G-E-N. I don't know what that means. H-A-G-E-N? Laura was just Hagen. so infused with rage that she just finished typing by smashing her head on the She's keyboard. She's so mad. She's so mad that she's speaking in tongues now. And she's calling upon the Elder Gods. God, the money I would pay to see Alvin and his little bastard friends get hit by Steamroller. I... Laura didn't I like it. Know. She didn't like this more than me. Like She... she yeah. And I, I appreciated the title. But now I'm getting kind of concerned that it's giving me... It's giving big serial killer energy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I have one final review. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. This one's from 2008 by Bruce Dembecki. He gave it one star, titled it, Fox Should Be Ashamed. Continue to support DVD. Here's the review. Really, Fox? 
This is the best you can manage? I'm pleased to see that DTS and 5.1 audio option are available in the Blu-ray disc, as of course is widescreen. But are you really telling everyone in the world who doesn't have a Blu-ray player or a PlayStation that you are simply going to release movies on regular DVD format without 5.1 and with 4.3 screen format? My home theater is capable of providing perfectly good 16.9 and 5.1 and DTS without me getting going out and buying a Blu-ray player. I have hundreds of DVDs oh here which play perfectly well Whoa, in 16.9 and with great surround sound. Why the cripple the DVD format release? I'm not opposed to having a 4.3 format DVD if there's also a widescreen version of the disc, but not offering a DVD based on 16.9 is a serious mistake that needs to be stopped now before it becomes a trend. Now. So this man, Bruce, is mad that he can't see his chipmunks in 1080p HD on his big screen. Bruce got a lot of problems, I think. I think Bruce has, has a, a lot, lot of problems. problems. And also, Bruce has a lot of things that he has to work out in therapy. I think it's very interesting, though, that, like, every once in a while, we get, like, these arguments about Blu-rays and DVDs. I love it. In these reviews for these movies. What a, what a true time capsule. That's, it, that's exactly you know? why I like it. Yeah, this is a piece of history. I love that. Like, what a world we were living in in 2007, 2008, where we were, like, arguing over DVD formats. And now, just a mere few years later, like, who the fuck even has discs of any kind, you know? It's all streaming, baby. I paid four fucking dollars to watch these animated chipmunks <laughs> scream at me on Amazon Prime. You know? Yeah, yeah. Now, Alexa. What a life. Because you mentioned how Laura yeah. might be a serial killer, I, I went ahead and pulled up her account on Amazon to see if she reviewed oh, anything else. No. She's reviewed one other one it's other like... product. I'll read the review. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, is it anything of the above? Gloves, N rope, latex, bleach. It is for a round Any windshield other? ice scraper. Oh my god, she's murdered someone with an ice scraper. Continue. Three stars. Oh. From 2019, here's the review. Bit more positive. Well, we waited and waited for the ice scrapers. And finally they came. There are so many uses for this product. Cat scratcher, funnel for food preparation, oddly shaped pot for our indoor herbs, pea collector and what? funnel for urine tests. What? But not as an ice scraper. Oh, no. I was duped by the photos of the happy ice-scraping man. He looked so content oh, no. with his amazing ice-scraper. When I tried it, I made an entirely different face, and then went and got my normal scraper. What? Laura's not okay. CJ, what does it look like? Uh, CJ, what does it look like? Well, let's find out. Um, it, it's, it's like a funnel. What it's a funnel with like a spiked... Spiked bottom. I'll show you a picture on right here if you take a look. Is that what ice scrapers usually look like? No. Like, I don't know. I'm confused. What the hell is that, Laura? It's, it's an ice Yo, scraper that Laura away. bought. And apparently you can you can funnel Run your pee quickly. in it as well. She's murdering someone with that ice scraper tonight, if not already has done so. She's probably murdered that happy ice scraping man. Those are the only two reviews on her account. I mean, at least she gave it three stars, which means that she found other uses for it, like collecting her pee. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, I guess it's a, you know, glass half full kind of deal. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that we watched this. I can't. I can't. It's definitely not like, it's definitely not the worst thing that we've ever watched. And in fact, there were some points that I wasn't having fun, but I was like, oh, this is kind of cute. And it, once again, David Cross as the villain, absolutely stealing the show. I feel like Arrested Development was still happening at this point. So he's a fantastic actor. Like, put him on literally anything, and it'll make the movie better. Dude, in my research for this movie, I went on David Cross's Wikipedia page just to see if he did anything else in 2007 that we can be connected with. 
On his Wikipedia page, he has a section that says controversies and a subsection called Alvin and the Chipmunks 2007. What? And the controversy is that people were mad at him, including his fellow comedians, because they said that he had sold out to like a shitty movie. And, like, a stupid kids movie. And, like, and then he was like, well, I don't really give a shit. I've never even seen this movie. And I just did it for money. And then people got even more mad at him because they are like, oh, dude, you just do it for money. And he's like, I'm just being honest with you guys. Like, I just did it for money. And the thing is, too, he even, like, went on to clarify it. And he was like, it's not that I hate the movie or I hated the experience. Like, I had a fine time and everybody was nice and I had a good time and whatever. But, like... I I don't care for the movie. I just did it for a paycheck. Yeah, it's a job. And everybody was like, it's a job. And everybody was like, how dare you, David Cross. And then, and it doesn't say this, but I feel like he specifically, to spite people, did the squeakquel and the threequel. He's in both of them? I'm pretty sure he's, yeah, he is in Chipwreck. Oh, wow. I'm like 99% sure he's in Chipwreck. Just wrecked. a spite. Is he in the road chip? We don't know. <laughs> Just to spite people. And you know what? I can respect Hell that. Hell yeah, David Cross. I can respect Good that. Good job. Hell yeah, Stick David it to the Cross. man. Put another chip um, in your pocket. Exactly. And you know what? He did a great job. He outshined everybody else in this fucking cast. 100%. So he, had a, he looked like he was having a good time. I respect, I have to say, I do respect actors that have to work with, with other fellow actors that are not there. Mm-hmm. So... Especially because I learned, so, like, Jason Lee, David Cross, et cetera, et cetera, they rehearsed with dolls, like, with stuffed animals. And usually with movies like this, they'll have, like, a stick or something that they interact with that they then cover. They just had them memorize their eye lines. Like, they were just like, okay, you remember where we, where you looked at last time? Just look at it again. And they memorized where they were looking at nothing. They took the stuffed animals away and they were talking to nothing. And I was, because I read that before I we watched the movie, and I was looking specifically to be like, did the eyelines not match up and whatever? But they all matched up really well. That's impressive. He did a really good there job. There you go. I was very, I was highly impressed. I can't believe they forced them to do that. That's fucked up. <laughs> like... <laughs> what the fuck? I can't believe, this movie seems torturous to work on and i can't believe that they made four of them and all of the all of the actors except for jason lee kept returning <laughs> like because they didn't work with eyelines they had to memorize where the chipmunks were and then the chipmunks themselves said that like the recording sessions were brutal because instead of pitching up the voices they did it like the traditional old tiny way slowing your where voice where they just spoke really slow that's crazy even think about and like they, watching a recording they say studio that of that they would have to do like i think jesse mccartney was like i had to do like 40 takes of the same line over and over again like the actors would consistently move lose their voices because they were doing the same lines over and over again to perfect getting it fast I would the fact that they did four of those movies, like, is it worth the money at that point? Oh, for it would Alvin not be for and me. the fucking chipmunks. For Alvin and the chipmunks. I mean, I guess no, because Jesse McCartney was getting other voice work at the time. He was working. Matthew Gray Goobler was in whatever the fuck Criminal Minds. He was killing it. Wait, 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 wait. Who was he in Criminal Minds again? Is he I Spencer Reed? I never watched it. I don't Hold know. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I thought I recognized I, the name, listen, but I didn't look it up. Hold on. I know this man specifically for his weird internet presence and memes, <gasps> and for the one time he did a house tour. Uh, How video. did I not know that that was Spencer Reed? Well, because it's Simon and his voice is pitched up, so I don't blame what? you for not yeah, knowing. Yeah, but I looked at the name too. What the fuck? <laughs> this man was a chipmunk? Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, he was. I've Simon. watched so many seasons of Criminal was... Minds during this pandemic. <laughs> I was gonna say, didn't you watch like all of Not Criminal all Minds? Of it. I, I got up to like season eight of fifteen, and I had to tap out. Yeah. 
Whoever just Justin Justin Long's did other things too. He was Alvin, and so they hired. Why only one celebra- artist, musical artist? And CJ, he didn't even sing. So the singing voices are the original chipmunk voices. That's like it's it's Ross. Bagdasarian oh. Jr. and his wife Janice, who has also been doing the chipmunk voices forever, and then the guy who plays Simon has done the occasional Simon Why every the once fuck in a while. Is, is this boy, this McCartney? Why is he here? I don't know, <laughs> and that's the thing. I just found out that it wasn't them oh, singing. Oh, that's so good. So I was like, "What?" And granted, I wasn't expecting that. Like Justin Long and. Matthew Gray Googler were like great singers but I was like why would you and then they were like well we had they hired these celebrities to voice for marketing purposes but I specifically remember that there was little to no marketing about who was playing the chipmunks I remember in the squeakquel with the chipettes I remember they did a little bit more of marketing because I think Amy Poehler was one of them and like somebody else was one of the chipettes I don't remember uh, bigger names I guess but like I remember specifically that there was no little to no advertisement about who was actually playing the chipmunks because I remember being like, oh, that's Jesse McCartney, and none of my friends knew. And I had to be the one that found out because I, I don't know, How I was probably on IMDb one day. Or... It's like, exactly. well, it doesn't even make sense. Why, why are, you do... are you hiring these people? Man. Why are you putting these people through torture, essentially, for four movies when you can have the, pe- the same people that have been doing it for fucking 40, 50 years? That know what they're doing so and fucking then, funny <laughs> so could you take another trip trip down 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 thought lane with yeah. me as i pull up my notes could you imagine you've been doing the voices of the chipmunks for, since the 70s your father created the chipmunks and here you are being forced to sing shit about the drop top in the Escalade making money green because that's how you roll because you're a monk because you're just you're getting pumped with the monks. And he's an old man now, I figure, right? Since he's started and in he's the 70s. And he's an old man. That's great. Homie, at this point, is like 79. I guess about 12 years ago. Yeah, you're in your 60s. And I'm not going to lie. They were like, the riffs that they were doing, they're like, like that. I mean, I was impressed. But also, could you imagine? Like, that was your, like, that's what you're doing. This is now? your legacy and your and father's legacy. This is your legacy. And apparently, this is this dude's dream is to do a live action. Since the 90s, it was his dream to do a live oh, action. Oh, so he did this with a smile on his face the entire time, then, I imagine. He. Yeah, I'm sure he. Either he did it with a smile on his face or he started the project with a smile on his face and then it started devolving and he was like, oh, this is not what I wanted at all. Um, but I have no say in this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess I'm just going to sing the drop top in the escalator. Fucking terrible. Awful <laughs> music. Awful music, Do you have man. anything else for me, what Alexa? What the fuck? I have so much, CJ. I have so much. I loved the line. I loved the line where David Cross is like, or the chipmunks are singing the drop top song. I'm never going to get over how fucking awful that was. And then at one point they're like stopping in rehearsals and they're telling David Cross, they're like, this music just doesn't really feel like us. And David Cross is like, well, it's hip and it's happening and it's edgy and cool. And then like Theodore is like, well, Dave always says that it's like, it's all about the music. What fucking music are you talking about? Because as of right now, your two biggest hits are a Christmas song and a pop version of Witch Doctor. So I don't see what the lyrics and the music yeah, is. Yeah, where, where is your, your brand and style other than that you are chipmunks? That you are chipmunks? As truthfully, all of this is your kind of music and it does sound like you because you have done nothing except for once again a christmas song and witch doctor where it was also pretty poppy 
And there was a guy in the background being like, Wish Doctor in the house or some shit like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. Could you imagine Dave Seville writing that? Because in the universe, he did. <laughs> That's again, showbiz, baby. I, found, I do, only baby? found out while watching this that Witch Doctor is an is technically original to the Alvin and the Tremonks universe. Because I was like, they're like, we need another song. And I'm like, okay, so your next song is just a cover of Witch Doctor? And then I looked and I was like, well, I guess it's technically... In the universe of Alvin and the Chipmunks, it is an original song. I was overthinking it. Yeah, you you uh Chipmunk. you went down some deep holes in your research there. I really did. I really did. I didn't care for this movie. What else do I have? Oh, I remember noticing this when i was a kid and i've noticed it now as an adult and i don't think anybody else has noticed it because i don't see it any in any trivia things but there the so dave originally before he even meets the chipmunks he goes to david cross's um uh, uh, record label because apparently they were friends in college it's a really big like cruella Deville, anita kind of vibe and 101 dalmatians where you're like why are you friends and they're like oh we're friends from school and i'm like no you're not you can't lie to me you're of two different age groups first <laughs> of all so you know all like you're in com- your your complete personalities absolutely clash anyway he's like this is my new song David Cross, my good friend from college, what do you think about it? And it's almost a perfectly opposite note parody of I will follow you into the dark. Alexa, I was, I was, I wanted to make that comparison, but for the life of me, I couldn't hear the actual song in my head after listening to the one in the movie. CJ, I paused the movie I'm and I so looked up the song because I thought you, I you was crazy. That. I will follow you. I thought I was crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. I, I'm with you. Okay, I'm wait, on board so with you hundred percent. Oh, it's like um, my sweet mine. love. If you'll die tonight, that's how the song in the movie goes. And then the song, the real song is "Love of mm-hmm. Mine." Someday you will die, and I'll be close behind. I'll follow you into the dark. And the song in the movie is like "My Sweet Love." If you die tonight, something about going into the abyss. I will follow you. And I was, and I remember being a kid and being like, "That's I will follow you into the dark." And now I'm an adult, and I don't, I can't find anything That's about so funny. it. Who sings and "I will I follow you like into the dark"? We're the smart one. Death Cab for Cutie. Oh, it is. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. It is. I was so, I was shocked because I was like, people have to know. And nobody knows. I guess it's just me and you. And and they did it in the movie, I'm sure, just to be like, hey, it's a funny song because the man, it's it's morbid. It's talking about following his his lover to death. But then there's the actual song. It would be, it would have been good. It would have, would have been a better fucking song than I mean, I get it. Like, you're going to probably make money off of singing Chipmunks, but I feel like it'd be better than the Christmas yeah. song. I went into a deep, dark hole. A deep, dark hole. Do you abyss. still got more for me? Please. CJ, I have oh, two you're gonna, pages. Let's, let's hear it, Alexa. Chip away. Okay, so the director is Tim Hill. He hasn't done anything else in 2007, but let me just run down some of the highlights of this man and by highlights i mean almost everything that he's directed because what what a repertoire first muppets from space okay uh not bad not bad i just recently watched it holds up okay max keeble's big move absolutely co-wrote the spongebob movie the first one there was a lot of spongebob in this movie there was a lot of SpongeBob in this Every movie. morning. And I'm wondering if it's because this dude worked on SpongeBob. Oh. He also like was a storyboard artist and stuff. Um then he did Garfield 2 a tale well, of two kids. That's a bad one, right? Uh-huh. And then Hop. And Hop's another bad one, I assume. I think so. It's from 2011. That's the Easter Bunny James then he doesn't one, do right? Yes, and then he doesn't do anything until 2020 where he wrote and directed spongebob squarepants sponge on the sponge on the run and the war with grandpa what is the war with grandpa you've never heard of the war with grandpa no is it just world war ii it's a comedy 
No, it's a comedy film in which Robert De Niro plays Grandpa. And he has, like, some sort of prank war with his grandson. I've never heard of this. And it's it's called The War with Grandpa, and it, it was released at peak pandemic time, and they refused to release it on video on demand. They only wanted to release it in theaters. So The War with Grandpa, they were so into The War with Grandpa. The War with Grandpa was not good, apparently. <laughs> well, there so, you have it. So that's our director. So then we have a writer. His name is John VT. There's two other writers. There, there's Will McRobin, Chris Viscardi. They're the co-writers. But I think they just probably did some punch-ups. Um, John VT is the writer. Uh, co-writer for the Simpsons movie and writer for a ton of the Simpsons. Oh. And that was like the big selling point of the movie is that they got a Simpsons writer to write the movie. What happened, man? I mean, the Simpsons movie itself. I, what is happened not, is, is right, not good right? In general. Are you? Sorry? Here's the thing. Here's Dude, the Simpsons thing. Movie I remember. I remember enjoying it, but I can't. I couldn't remember what happened in the movie. And it wasn't until a, I hate to say it because it sounds so weird coming out of my mouth, but a very well-informed TikTok explained to me the animated <laughs> movie test. And it's when you have you, when you okay. have an animated series. That's going into a movie. This is the test to make sure that it actually has legs to stand on. Or if it's not just like a long episode. And that is, can you take the animated movie and completely make it live action and cut out any of the characters? Like, like, no, no association with the TV show. And could it still stand? And if you do that with the Simpsons movie, it's about a family who loses their town goes to alaska and then decides to come back into the bubble and and then they're good it's like it's like Save nothing the town. you need the the, the tv show to, 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 to assist i it. kind of agree but i also feel like an ad an, an adaptation isn't meant to stand completely completely on its own legs you know like it's supposed to be an extension of what it already is like i feel like the spongebob movie is kind of the same way like yeah it's a good adventure by itself but it's still an extension of a universe okay but 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 as the story (laughs) itself is does it rely too much on on the pre-existing conditions of the tv show I don't know because when I saw it, I really enjoyed it, and I didn't. I didn't really know that much about Simpsons at okay. the time. Well, listen, and I still was able to grasp it. I mean, we're gonna listen, watch it eventually, and it's been a while Justin. since I've seen it. Yes. So, yes, I mean, same. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'm wrong as well. And but I'm excited for that movie because that'll be one of the few instances where I'm gonna. I believe I have more info on Simpsons than you, right? Oh, you you definitely do. You definitely I have, do. I have seasons like one through thirteen, like of the DVDs. I have almost a wow. full ass shelf that's like stacked to the brim with comics and different graphic novels of The Simpsons. Yeah. No, I don't know that much about. I mean, not that I don't know. I've watched The Simpsons. My dad was a big Simpsons fan, um, and it's like earlier years, so like I know of it. But I definitely like my further like I know the most about the Simpsons ride. Like, there you go, yeah, and that's yeah, like yeah. my my deepest knowledge is about the cool. ride. But I'm very excited about that yeah. episode. Well, teaser, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, here's some other um, 2007 rough uh, connections aside from the Simpsons movie. So Justin Long, who plays Alvin, plays George Harrison and Dewey Cox. Um. Jason Lee, who plays Dave, is underdog. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, so this is real, and it's just a weird coincidence. It definitely doesn't connect to anything. But Jane Lynch is also in Dewey Cox, and she plays Gail the TV reporter. And her character in this movie is just named Gail. (laughs) Wow. And I just wonder, like, And she's a photographer reporter. In Alvin no, and Jane Lynch is the. No, she's the boss. Oh, I thought you were talking about the the one love interest. Never mind no, that. No, 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 no. That's not Jane Lynch. No, Jane uh, Lynch is the six foot you, tall. You said lesbian. Jane Lynch, and I, I immediately try to answer the question of who is the the love interest because I didn't know mm. her name, and so I was like, oh, okay, 
I her name was Claire. And I don't, I mean, she was just like an actress model. She's only been in a couple things and then she kind of retired. But amongst many actresses that were considered was our favorite Sarah Michelle Gellar. Wow. SMG could have been in this one Having as well. Having such a minor role that doesn't do anything. Having such a minor role that truly she does nothing but gets Dave into the Orpheum and nothing else. <laughs> um, let's see. So... Uh, for Dave, Chevy Chase, Tim Allen, and Bill Murray were all Ew. considered. And apparently, I read that Lee, quote, Jason Lee, quote, did backflips when he found out that Bill Murray, who was his one of his heroes, was offered the role. I don't know if this is metaphorical backflips, but I would, I love the idea that he, like, gets offered dave and he's like yeah it's, i mean it seems fun it's a little different a little bit cleaner than like what i'm used to and they're like yeah we almost offered it to bill murray and the man just starts <laughs> back flipping in the middle of the room just <laughs> like absolute not i also think it's so crazy that jason lee used to be a professional skateboarder we've talked about this in the underdog and, and episode, again like, i forgot about that completely but that is wild yeah yeah like friends Especially with tony hawk in this is movie, in tony hawk in video this games movie, jason lee i know looks- just like a washed out like dad. a nerd yeah which i mean i guess good for him at one point you do see though in the background of a couple shots like one of his skateboards is in the mm. background so which i think is fun but i don't know i just can't picture him as a skateboarding man i guess because i know him as an actor mainly for this um let's see what else oh there's a lot of references to um ross bagdasarian senior which I thought were kind of cute. Um, the little piano, upright piano keyboard that Dave uses, that was his actual keyboard. Um, there's like a painting of a flower that he painted at one point. The house number is 1958, which was the year that the chipmunks were created. And the this is a little bit obscure, but the cottage that he lives in, or the house that he lives in, is based off of a cottage type from 1919, which is when Ross Bagdasarian Sr. was born. So I thought that was cute. Lovely. Um, so, uh, Fox, uh, 20th Century Fox tried submitting it for an Academy Award, um, for Best Animated Feature, and it was rejected, uh, both on merit, because it was bad, and also because it's not an animated feature. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean. They really were you got swinging for the fences. I know. Like, you had Ratatouille this year. You even had the, Sim- I mean, Simpsons movie, I think, was, an- was nominated, too. Like, you had a. Some absolute bangers. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, anyway, can can Alvin and the Chipmunks be part of it too? Um, and then my last is that uh, budget was $60 million. As I said, it was a, all, all four were fucking smashes. Uh, this one made $361.3 million. So absolute banger. Um, and it has a 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it all makes sense there. Yes, I went way too deep in. To I this do movie. appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I I had a good good time falling into like you know a little a little black hole of nonsense. Just a whole movie about child exploitation. And also at the end of the movie in the credits, they were playing show pictures. Sorry, they were showing pictures of old uh, album covers through the years, and one of them was the Chipmunk Adventure soundtrack, and I got very excited. And we didn't mention here, but we did in text when we were watching the movie. But for the good first couple songs we hear from Alvin and the Chipmunks, it's acapella, which we all know that Alexa loves oh so much. <laughs> oh. God, like, like, just pain me even more. Just pain me even more. I went on vacation last week, and this one girl, strangely, out of nowhere, decided to just start, like, singing to me. Um, And I felt uncomfortable and awful, and it was acapella, and I happened to tweet about it, and CJ reveled in that information. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Uh, awful. Awful. I didn't care for it. <laughs> I don't care for <laughs> Alexa, do we have anything else? Oh. Or shall we, shall we say hello to Gina? Um, would you recommend this one? No. No. 
I really, I don't think I would either, unless you're like, I don't know, a little kid. If you're a kid, though, if you're a, if you're gonna show a chipmunk movie to your kids, show them something good like The Wolfman or Chipmunk Adventure. If this movie has to be watched, I recommend in an echo chamber. If this movie has to be watched, I recommend putting it in an echo chamber of just little children with no adult presence, so the adults don't have to be sit through it. And then the kids can all just do their chipmunk voices until they get tired and pass out. And yeah. then you take them home. And the next morning they hopefully forget about it. Or just make a super cut of all of the best David Cross moments. There you go. Yeah. He was terrific in the role. Good for him. He gets an Academy Award. Nobody else. Gina. Thank you. Hey, Gina. <laughs> thank you for letting us use your song. Thanks. 20-something off your album, Yellow. Lello, thank you, Thanks, Gina. Gina. Um, go listen to Gina. Um, go subscribe to Gina. Go like, just enjoy Gina's um entire music discography. She's got uh a new single coming out. I think is today the eighteenth. Uh, no, no, today's the sixteenth. So in a couple days, um, after <laughs> it'll be whoa. out by then. No, sorry, I just accidentally pulled out my uh, my headset. Uh, in a couple days, by the time this episode is out, you are going to be able to listen to it. It's called, uh, I have it written down here, Down From Your High. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's got a music video. She's been posting um, clips from it. She looks like an absolute princess because she is. So um, go check that out. Go listen to it. Also, follow us on our socials at Every2007Comedy on Instagram and Twitter. Um i posted when i was in universal um like i i've I've tracked down the one uh not tracked down it's a big area but like i went into that one like park area where they um were practicing cheerleading in that one bring it on um movie that we watched and i put it on the instagram story and i thought that was very fun um so you missed out if you weren't following us just saying (laughs) all right uh yeah all right um also tell us tell us what chipmunk you was your favorite and we'll tell you what that says yeah whether or not you're a douche sexually (laughs) uh repressed is that the word you used frustrated or the sensitive repressed frustrated (laughs) (laughs) we will see you soon See you all. Back in 2007. 2007. Come, come, pump, pump up the monks. Get down in the escalator. (laughs) Did that feel good, Alexa, saying that? (laughs) You feel proud? Walla, walla, big bang. (laughs) Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, tang, walla, walla, big bang. I know the, I know See, that one just makes me think of the Rugrats movie. Oh, well, I guess they copied Alvin and the (laughs) Chipmunks. Oh, seven.